Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal, come to you on a Friday morning, along with spaghetti and meatballs. They, as always, are fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this disaster. And joining me on this Friday, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek. And Martin Weiss, man, I don't know why um, I'm so excited here. I just looked uh, on Twitter, this update, yikes, it's not a great way to start. Very sad news to begin with. Our seems our very own Martin Weiss has started playing Wordle and posting his scores on Twitter. Oh, no. No, well, yes, no, no. I, I, he's, I figured he'd be the last of us to do this, but what the hell, Martin? What goes on? This I'm is not here. cool. This is not, uh, you're, you're Mr. Cool. This is nothing cool about this. I'm here. I, I can't help it. But I said this. I said I was going to play until I can't, until I get one wrong. I'm only here for the street. So if I can see if, you know, who knows, maybe I might be like Amy Schneider of Wordle and go for like 700 days. But if not, we won't, well, no, I'm, I don't as soon as I get one wrong, is. I'm done. What is it? You got, so you get, all right, so you, you have a streak going, but even if you get one right, the, the greens are good on the bottom. I don't, I don't know. I don't even, so, I don't so really want to get it into works. it. Yeah, yeah, five. It's a, you get, what is it? Five letter words. Five letter words. You get six chances to guess it. You start with a good word, and then if you if you get the letter, it's in the word. It'll turn up yellow, and if you get it in the letter in the right spot, it'll be green. And so then from there, you use process of elimination to figure out which word it's supposed to be. Shaq, this seems like a disastrous waste of time, especially while we still have football games going. Well, I, I think it. Uh, he's a me guy. And he has to realize he's part of an organization, and this uh, reflects poorly on all of us. You know, <laughs> and that, you know, you got to consider just uh, more than just yourself and what this does for our brand. Yeah, posting your scores on Wordle is the craziest phenomenon it. there is. Let's talk about football. What did Johnny Knoxville think about the, these title games? What did there he have go. to say on Against All Odds? You know what? He had a lot to say, mostly about the Royal Rumble. You can catch that full interview on on YouTube, and he has his new movie coming out. He's like threatened a lot of uh, professional wrestlers who are bigger than him. He, um, I don't know. He, I don't, he became a Tom Brady guy last week. We have dealt with him. We bet we trade notes, and he's like, "Oh, I feel bad for Brady." I'm like, "Feel bad for Brady? What the hell goes on?" Feel but bad for him. <laughs> uh, we have Jared Allen on coming on, guys. Ooh. He um, famously tackled which jackass was that? Where he put a licking on Knoxville? Jackass three D. Was that three D? Was I it? Was, I, I got it loaded up. I want to ask him about it. But By yeah, the way, I, I can't believe that was a decade ago. That was made in like 2000, like more than a decade ago. Uh, we're getting so you want to get bummed out. You know, oh, yeah. well, here's the bummer of the week that I've read. Uh, when, when you get those little pop culture, this happened this many years ago. Yeah. Sabotage by the Beastie Boys is now 28 years old. 28 wow. years old. That's how long ago I went to see them play in the United Center in, I think, 95-ish. I mean, that's, that's a uh, long time. I mean, yeah. 28 years before that song came out, um, uh, don't do the, monkeys, the monkeys yeah. were singing Last Train to Clarksville. <laughs> so Brass Monkey, back from to Monkey. Wow. Nicely done. Well done. I hate job. doing that, though. I hate that. And, and I always said this, like, oh, you know, when my father used to talk to me, it was like 1983, he'd talk about these players in the 40s. It's like, oh, geez, Dad, please, leave me alone. Like, I, the same thing I'm doing with my kids now. Yeah. It's 2020. I'm like, oh, come <laughs> on. Did you ever see? I mean, you should have seen this Dave Kingman. He'd hit home runs or he'd strike <laughs> out. 
Shut up, Dad. But anyway, all right, we do have Jared Allen coming on. I want to direct people to our arcade, extrapoints.com slash arcade, free-to-play games. We have a combined um, free-to-play game this week. It's going to be a few props. It's going to be first touchdowns, and it's obviously going to be both games with the spread and total. Sheck, you are in our head-to-head staff competition. You are still two behind Harry. So... Well, what do we think here? I mean, I don't want to I don't want to hijack anything. Can we get Harry on? Because I'm almost willing here and now if Harry has um, locked in his picks, I'm almost willing just for the sport of it to go go exactly against just to see or at least one, because then that would set up a Super Bowl showdown. I think I could tell you. Right. I think. Spaghetti meatballs. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Oh, babyface Joel Salmon. I think he went both underdogs here, right? Did, do we remember on the on against all odds at least? I don't know. I try not to pay any attention to him. Uh, I think it was both underdogs. Anyway, yeah. Well, good luck to you. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should have him on. You got to at least pick up a game on him this week uh, to force potentially a tie after the Super Bowl. I don't think we do the uh, Pro Bowl, but. Do that. We'll get to Jared Allen and the games in a minute. Some NFL news beyond the conference championships. Shaq, Big Ben, retires officially. I heard. Jaw dropper. <laughs> I thought, I was looking at some box scores. <laughs> I thought it was official in, in mid-October, but it seems like, uh, sorry, <laughs> I, I had to. to. I had to get it out. Uh, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> it's got to be sad, even, as, even though you know. Yeah. <laughs> the same as what they were last week or last month when he was retiring. I don't understand why he got this special exemption. I know he didn't formally announce it, but there's right. like, this may well be his last uh, his last home game. This may well be his last regular season. This may le- well be his last play. Yeah, we, we know he's retiring. What's, what's the suspense of this? Um, listen, I love... Uh, he still puts out the sad uh, video and everything, the melancholy, you know, reflective video. And that, that, that's got to really, that, that's got to puncture it, right, a little bit. Well, we talk uh, about 28 years ago with the Beastie Boys, 18 years. People mm-hmm. legitimately have, there, there are diehard Steelers fans who, mm-hmm. during their lucidity, have only watched Big Ben Roethlisberger as their quarterback. And it matters that as you watch Tom Brady finish things up in the Tampa St. Pete area and Matthew Stafford performing heroics in L.A., uh, probably 3,000 or so miles away from Detroit and so on and so forth, that Ben Roethlisberger in the age of free agency and big time deals and egos taking guys away from their franchise and all that, that he made it 18 years in one city. And as I always say, the people who want to bring up. Not just one city, Pittsburgh. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know if you heard. He said it's it's got the best fans in the world. It's funny because (laughs) anytime anytime any player (laughs) ever retires or wins a championship, it's all they they always claim that those fans are the best. So I'm confused on that front, but either way, we're never going to agree on that. I don't think, I think it's big Ben know how the fans in Manchester United are right. Oh, that's true. AS Roma. Maybe they get really crazy over there. I think it's a fair, I think it's a fair bit of skepticism you you raised there (laughs) um, about that because everybody's claiming that and everybody can't be right about that. But here's what I think people miss or are wrong about a little bit um because i hear a lot of people on this network and beyond saying oh, but big ben's problematic and everything else who else is problematic 
everyone else. These guys, I mean, we, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or a, a, anyone else you want to invoke, it's about their characters in our lives, not the reverse. Even if Aaron Rodgers wants to make it make us characters in his show, the reverse is true mm. for our own eyeballs and the world that we look out into. It's about our families watching these teams and these players and rooting for them to make us happy. It's not the reverse. And so I, I didn't say, take a shot at his character. I don't know. Why I know you I'm feel saying, like, but everybody like does. It. And as I have, it's the, that's the that's the we we can play this game. They're three dimensional, actual human beings. They're not mm. characters who only exist for ninety minutes in our lives. They cover years and years of our lives. Of course, they're human beings. They're flawed people. I say, you know, come on down from Mount Pius here for a second. The you you don't have to support every element of every guy's life to mm. root for them because they are characters providing you with a range of emotions. That's what Ben Roethlisberger did over the. Course I still of don't career. think he's making and they were it, it and they were into the baseball sunny. Hall of Fame. I don't think he's making. It. I really don't. Uh, I will say this, Martin. Very strange. Big Ben retires. Uh, a bridge collapses in Pittsburgh. So I don't know that the two are connected, but. If a bridge collapses in, I don't know how many bridges there are in Pittsburgh, but if in the next 15 days a bridge collapses every day, then I think we'll have to make it. He'll have to come back, right? Check. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> no no, no <laughs> doubt about that. And by the way, Pittsburgh has the most bridges of any city in the world. Is that this, true? Yeah. This we'll say that. Is. You don't have to say the fans are the greatest. Just say, I'm just going to tell you right now, Pittsburgh, the most bridges in the history of the world. I think yeah. It will be fine Terrible cows. Yeah, did you hear that? We got a lot of bridges. <laughs> this is all Derek Jeter's fault. Why? What happened? Oh, with the retirement stuff? Yeah, Derek Jeter came out, and I've, I vividly remember going to Comerica Park in Detroit and watching mm -hmm. these Detroit fans cheering Derek Jeter like he does, like he played for the, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not understanding what's happening here, but because mm -hmm. he's so great and an ambassador to the game. So now we don't know how to just handle regular retirements anymore. Big Ben has retired like five times on this podcast. We've had this conversation like five times about it was first it was his last home game. Yeah. Now it's his last road game. Now it's his last playoff game. We should have just waited until this moment here, like when he takes out the full page ad and talks about how the Yinzers are the best in the world, as as, as Dave was talking about. That let's just have it let let that be that. Not I think Jeter's we retired. It's Brett Favre's fault. Brett Favre's the one who did this. Yeah, but and yeah, boxers. But Brett Favre, I feel like people were ready for him to leave. Well, like, I mean, Jeter's, Jeter's thing, I mean, at least I was ready for Brett Favre to go. I was sick of people camping outside of his house and whether or not he was going to retire or not. The whole idea of, like, this is probably the last one, guys, and the whole, like, like, don't he be didn't Green yelling at Paul that. Pierce talking about, you ain't Kobe, you don't get a retirement. Like, nobody cares about, and that's it, nobody cares about Big Ben. But I feel like Big Ben... This means much more to Pittsburgh than he does to a lot of sure. the, the rest of NFL America. And we I got to say, Martin is uh, sporting a little bit of a, a Derek Jeter look. Now that you say Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter, I'm looking at you. You got the tight crop, the, like a young Jeter, Shaq, right? 90, <laughs> 97, 98, you got the tight haircut now. You, you shaved it down. I don't know if you wanted people to know, but they're going to know. Shaved well, it down. This, you know, you yeah, know, it looks uh, terrific. Terrific. This is what I mean. He's got the he's got the shaved head. He's got the chains. Got the who else can wear like a heart on his uh, on his shirt and it's still like posting Wordle score. Like it doesn't make sense. Well, so make if sense I'm 97 me. Jeter, then that would make you 97 Steinbrenner. No, it's me. Like a race. <laughs> <laughs> like I need I need a. Let's go. Hey, 
Sal, take your hat off. Let's see who's got who's uh, no. who's doing. I just got it cut yesterday. Not, oh not my god! Look yeah, at this. Look. You, you know what? You know what? Damashek's got the shortest forehead of the three. Sorry, Marty shortest Weiss. forehead. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah look shortest. At that. Uh, I mean. Yeah, but I'm up close to the screen. Hold on. How about now? Yeah. Oh, now much better. Okay. There. Yeah, you. you look much better, I mean, Sal. I, I you know you brought up with the. Uh, with uh, the Against All Odds boys, mm. the best destination, the funniest destination for Tom Brady in 2022. To win a championship. He, yeah. Right. If he if he moves on from Tampa and sticks around a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think the other really fun one, obviously, is where might Aaron Rodgers go. By the way, we haven't heard anything about Russ Wilson in the last couple of weeks. So his turn is oh, coming up soon. Up. But in but in, in the and Derek and Derek Carr and so on and so on. Jameis Winston now with no Sean Payton. Where might Jameis go? He's a legit option at starting quarterback yeah. to come 2022. But Aaron Rodgers is the guy people are buzzing about now. I think I came up with the best one, and it's the story that we already saw, like I say, about Brett Favre. The Minnesota Vikings are absolutely positively and I'm oh, not yeah. jiving are the place for him to go. Just like Brett Favre did. He he obviously has a chip on his shoulder about the Packers. He wants to blame other people for what didn't happen this year or, or per the last couple of years. Isn't this the ultimate spot? And for us, objectively, I don't think any of us have a rooting interest in the NFC North. Wouldn't it be the most fun to see Rodgers do exactly Yeah, I just don't think he'll do it. If you believe him at all, which I don't, and these are the greatest <laughs> fans in the world, he, I don't think he would do that to Packers fans. Because then he... Then everybody hates him, right? Like, but it's not about the 35%. fans. That's a, players when convenient, and same thing as teams will do to players when it's convenient for themselves to do it. They'll be like, "This isn't about the fans. This is about me and the organization." I, I find yeah. this guy in the front office problematic. Forgive me, fans. I'll always be because they want to have the Aaron Rodgers style return where everybody cheers for him 15, 20 years from now and his name gets added to whatever in the stadium. So he doesn't want to ruin that and he'll get that. But in the meantime, how funny would it be? It would be funny. It Minnesota? would be the funniest, but I, I, I'd root for him to fail. I, I, I'd love to like not, I know we should have to talk about Aaron Rodgers, especially now the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, right? So the Packers offensive coordinator is like, oh, well, that's it. It's a done deal. Aaron Rodgers going to Denver. I was like, well, it was a done deal uh, last year, too. I, I don't know if he's run this by Shailene or what his process is, but I don't trust that guy for anything. I don't what. Who the hell knows? He's going to change his mind 47 times between now and June, right? But, uh, and I don't, like the thing with Denver, Denver has the best roster available to me mm. of all like the, the potential quarterback places. But I don't care who Nathaniel Hackett is. He could be Vince Lombardi. Like you're still going to be in the same division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, yeah. and potentially Derek Carr. And I don't know if you guys have watched the AFC recently, or maybe Aaron Rodgers hasn't tuned in, but, like, every good quarterback under 25 is currently playing in the AFC. Mm. I, 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 I was thinking NFC North as well. The Vikings make way more sense. I would love to see him go to the Lions. That would be hilarious. It would never happen, though. But, like... Like either like Tampa or, or or Minnesota makes sense. There's no way I would go to the AFC. It's like that would be like yeah. going to the Eastern Conference when LeBron was at the height of his powers. You could want to leave Green Bay, go. but the years of 13 wins are gone if you go to any of these teams we just mentioned, right? But I was thinking these Shaq and uh, Martin, but as far as Brady and and Rogers, let's put them on the same level for a second. They want to win a champion wherever they go. If they do leave their teams, they're going to want to win in the next two years. It's got to be a spot where. Theoretically, they can win in the next two years. Are there seven 
teams they could win a Super Bowl with. That I'm not saying like, well, they can go to Kansas City. Like that's out of it. Right? Not going to Kansas City. Not going to the, the Chargers. These teams have quarterbacks. Denver, I think, could be one. Right. If you say Minnesota, if that's on the table, that could be two. I don't know that I it got, is, but it doesn't make know. sense. It, it probably purge, isn't. If they yeah. purge Cousins' contract, then, right. it, then it fits, yeah. So, all right, let's start in the East. Miami, they talk about saying goodbye to Tua, if, uh, if that was a viable, uh, I guess, right, in the next couple of years between either yeah. of them. No one else in that division, right? Buffalo's set, um, you know, uh, Jets are too far gone. <laughs> Uh, New England's no. not going to move. I don't think they get New England. Who, what else? Who, who am I, I missing? The only, the only other team in that division I could see would be New England because you know, Bella, but it, yeah, I know it's, a, it's a little more of a stretch. So, all right, at least Miami now. What do we have? We have Rodgers uh, wouldn't do that because then he gets compared into striking a relief to Tom Brady. He couldn't go to Tampa. Yes, that's right. Because if he doesn't make the playoffs, let's say, or mm-hmm. you know, or, or doesn't come close to equaling the deeds of the forty-four-year-old man, then it lays bare. Um, who's better between the two guys. And, and Rodgers, like most guys, right. have a big ego about that. Pittsburgh that and Cleveland in the north, I, right? I, I refuse mm-hmm. to accept that that, would, that that fits what the Steelers, the way the Steelers approach things. They have set things up over the last two years now to for because of, the, because of COVID, the cap drop. They have set right. themselves up for massive cap uh, cap space to fix all hash and well and let's just figure these guys do the, away. Uh, figure, the, the, do figure they so, do the tom brady where he restructures his deal if it's brady that's or tampa bay or that's not the pittsburgh steelers that's not the way they approach that it's just not i mean it's not all me right. not me waxing like dude steelers got to run the ball and play good defense and mm-hmm. that's that like that's not what the steelers do it's not about some tradition it's not what kevin colbert would do i, I just don't buy that that's a a, a, a viable plot that he has in store he's right. about to leave the building tampa I'll say about Brady, the thing I point to all the time, part of Brady's football genius was assessing the options available to you, to your point, like where could he win a title? He recognized, I can make it go there. And they was like, what? Tampa Bay is where you're going to go? Like, oh, yeah, he was he was ingenious to see the way things set up. I think the NFC, if your goal is to hoist a Lombardi on your way out the door of pro football is look at the NFC. If Brady hangs it up, which is why, I, by the way, I don't think he will, because I think he's mm-hmm. going to look at the NFC and be like, oh, wait, Sean Payton's gone? Oh, good. Uh, the only team really that stands up is real scary right yeah. now for me. Maybe the Rams and maybe the Cowboys in 2022 legitimately. So I think oh, I if, think if you're, you're going, you pick an NFC team, you stay out of that West division, you're in good shape. Any any suitors there that, right. would, uh, that would do it. I just don't know if any of those fit our one or two years away from a Super Bowl other than, I don't know, well, Minnesota I mean, or something The Cincinnati like Bengals right now are one game away from a Super Bowl, and at, in August you would have never said that they were yeah, Super that's Bowl true. contenders. That's this true. But even in the AFC, uh, my, my point is there, there are – 10 or 12 teams that either of these two could go to and turn around just in the AFC. We didn't get to the South, the Titans, the Colts, right? One or two years away. Uh, if that, um, and then Denver, of course, and we named a couple already in the AFC in the North and the East. And then, like I said, I think any of those NFC teams that are not in the West, um, I don't know. Eagles, 
uh, would the Eagles be too late? Uh, we can go forever with this. But the point is, people like the Vi- people like the Eagles. I've heard some of that buzz. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, w- you know, it's incomplete down there in in New Orleans. But you yep. can, you know, start a whole new era down there with a new yeah, head coach. But that, we don't know that who the coach just is retired be on Monday. You would take really, Mark. You don't think even yeah. without a, a a Sean Payton that an Aaron Rodgers or Brady could take the Saints to a Super Bowl? That was the draw. Why would it? Why would they right. come? I that guess. was the draw with Sean Payton. Now it's, you know. No, it's not. Come on. They have a great defense still. They have Alvin Kamara and they have Michael Thomas. That's reason enough. Now, I don't know who that coach is going to be, obviously. That's a major piece of it. But if you like the coach and if you're Aaron Rodgers and you can dictate to the organization, like, listen, I'll come down there and I'll I'll, I'll bridge the gap for you guys um, as you move on from the Sean Payton era. I'll be here for the next couple few years, but you got to hire this guy because I believe in him and, and we're on the same page um, X and O wise. And that's what I want. And, and I think a team like New Orleans would be incented to do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bears. Bears. No, I think so. I think they're one of them. I think they're one of a 10 or a dozen teams that fits fits this. um, Saints. I mean, uh, Seahawks are also interesting, except for the Marty Weiss point, which is accurate. If you're Aaron Rodgers and your goal is to win the Lombardi, I don't think you go to the AFC West. I think he is going to go to the AFC West. But I, yep. but I think he's making a mistake because he's going to be a third-place team in all likelihood that way. Well, that's what I mean. The, 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 if you go to any of the, these teams, be prepared to not win 13 games, right? You're not going to win like 84% of your, your games for sure. You could probably get 10 or 11 to make the playoffs and get lucky and get to the uh, finish line. But uh, Bears hired Colts DC, Matt Eberfluss. You know, it, it, it happens a lot with these guys, right? These Offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators often put their worst foot forward in their last game and then still get hired. Like, ever what did they give up 40 to that terrible Jaguars offense and went up and down the field against them? It's like, all right, I got to have that guy. Um, you know, I'll, we'll interview him. We'll interview the special teams coach on the Packers. Who else? Uh, I don't know what the, so, the number one, the number one example of that, Matt Patricia, after in the Super Bowl, yeah. having having taken the uh letting the backup quarterback just march up and down the field on his way to taking the Detroit Lions job. There's a bunch of those if Shout you look out back in time. But congratulations. It is hard not to be it is hard not to overreact, to be a prisoner of what you last saw um about that. I made I made the point about where the Packers are concerned, I think people in, in uh, up in Wisconsin would be absolutely fine with Aaron Rodgers leaving and, in fact, would look forward to it if only Jordan Love would have had a big game against the Chiefs midseason in Arrowhead. When, when Aaron Rodgers yeah. had to sit that game out um, and Love played and kind of stunk, if he had had 350 and three touchdowns, people would be like, goodbye, Aaron. Good luck wherever you go. We'll see right. you when we retire your number or whatever the hell we do. In uh, 20 years from now, we're, we're yeah. going with the kid. But I, I, I agree with you. If you're <laughs> now, Eberfluss is like, well, Jesus Christ, he, he's, uh, with the season on the line, he got done by the by, by Trevor Lawrence's Jaguars. 16-point <laughs> favorite. It's crazy. Well, so, That's such a playoff team and didn't make it. This is the second consecutive uh, Colts coordinator whose name I was not sure about pr- uh, pronunciation when they got hired as a head coach. Like Nick you want to say Eberfluss, yeah. You want I don't know if it's Eberfluss, Eberflus. Feels yeah. like, I don't know. But I just, it was like Nagy and Nagy. Like, oh, you'll learn it in a minute because he's going to reel off like six straight losses. And <laughs> that's <laughs> how we learned for it. his head. Yeah. yeah, like I don't I don't understand. I mean, unless he's I guess he's going to bring, bring uh, they better expect him to bring some, you know, 
great offensive mind to pair with Justin Fields. I don't mm. necessarily think that you have to hire the the head calling, I mean the head coach play calling guy yeah. if you have a new young quarterback, but I just like the Colts as a team as a team I bet on a lot the last 2 years. They've been solid defensively, but it's 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 like oh, they're like unsweetened tea. It's like it's, if you're dying from thirst, then look, oh. you never turn it down. But if you're from one of those big old drink machines and you can pick anything you want, it's not, what do you think, Shaq? Choice, All right, interesting. It's not bad. He's shaking it off. I don't like off. sweetened tea. I don't like. I, I don't put sugar in my coffee. I I, I don't care mm. for it. I have a more mature palate, apparently. Wow. But, uh, and by the way, iced tea in general, not low on my list. Oh, Very I'm lost. Yeah. I'm, get I'm gonna have a nice. I'm gonna have a nice seltzer. If you please, um, it's that's different a- though. It's it's different. So first of all, bubbles hurt spaghetti's mouth. We put it on the uh, right or sp- <laughs> what is it? Spaghetti? It hurts your tongue. Yeah, no, you're right. Bubbles hurt my mouth. That's the reason why I can't get on the Lacroix <laughs> train with uh, Shaq and Hench because I don't like it. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy that's supposed to beat up Jose off too. He can't get water. He would beat me if he just like poured seltzer water all over my body. Really? I don't give away your secrets now. It's my kryptonite. That's not smart. Stay away from Mrs. Mahomes. There's bubbles in what she's shooting <laughs> around, too. Stay out of Arrowhead. <laughs> Real Jose quick. Jose and a White Claw. Eddie <laughs> Spaghetti's downfall. Hey, Dan Quinn stayed with the Cowboys, which is Congratulations, interesting. man. Well, it's a couple things. I think he saw the writing on the wall. Your agent tells you, hey, um, you're not up for a lot of these jobs. I'll make an announcement that you're staying. Or did the old man get to him and say, stick around. This job is yours. I put the over under at six and a half weeks before he takes over for McCarthy in 2022, right? Mid-October? I don't know. Am I being, uh, hmm. is that pie in the sky? I mean, it does seem like that's what's going to happen here, right? Well, you said the old man did get to him because Jerry offered him, gave him a multi-year extension to make sure he was staying at right. the star. But yeah. I just, I, I felt like this was kind of a whole big uh, PR campaign in the first place. Like, I mm-hmm. get they turned the defense around, but Dan Quinn was apparently the hottest head coaching candidate out mm-hmm. before yesterday. I just, I, I, That's I, another I, one. That's I, another I, one did, did, that fell on his face a little bit. A lot of pre-snap penalties by the defense and everything else. I gotta, yeah. How do you what, feel? What? I guess we'll have to see what happens with the rest of the NFC East there, Sal. But how do yeah. you feel about that it would – it would appear now on in late January that Jair and company's strategy for this season is run it back. Read yeah. Mull- Mulligan. We were so good. We should have made a, a, a better push to the Super Bowl. Do it all again. Do you like that or no? Listen, the, I, I kind of do because the dealer's holding a six here. They're showing a six, right? right? right. Look at the rest of the teams here. I don't know. And, yeah. Unless Rogers goes to Philly, it's like, oh, crap. Well, Rogers now could go to D.C. That, that's a great one, too. That Of all these things, talk about a guy yeah. who could be transformative if you drop him in there. That that, that Washington, whatever the hell they're going to be called, the Red Hogs or Commanders or whatever bum name they've come up with for yeah. that team, that, what, whatever it is, if you put Rogers or Russ in that spot, then yeah. suddenly they become a real contender in what should be a kind of softer NFC versus what the AFC. Yeah, Aaron, come to come year. to the Washington team. Uh, this this terrible this franchise, this crumbling franchise, will let you name the team. We can't give you ownership, right? We can't give you equity. Uh, but call me. You, you know what I would do if I were Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? I'll come to your team, Washington, if you name it after me. That's right. It, That's all. It's yeah. got to be. It's got to be the Washington Rodgers. 
And who I would like, like that better than Aaron Rodgers? Brady got to Brady got to bring whatever receiver he wanted to Tampa Bay. We're going to let you name the, the team. Washington I mean, critical never thinkers. Yeah. yeah, the Washington Rogans. That's Perfect. what they'll be. Oh, they're already hated. You Can you imagine? <laughs> All right, our guest today is a five-time Pro Bowl defensive end who led the NFL in sacks twice and is a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. One of the 50 greatest Vikings, and not just Minnesota. That includes the old-time seafaring Scandinavians. In my book, the mullet maniac himself, although he's wearing a cowboy hat right now. Jared Allen is here. What's happening, Jared? Man, um, just hanging out, man. Just uh, like I said, you guys, you guys caught me in for lunch and uh, just got done doing some chores. And uh, it's about, it's about it. <laughs> nice. Well, congrats. I know you're busy and congrats again on being named as a Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist. I feel oh, like you're the man. kind of guy who might rip the sleeves off your gold jacket, right? Hmm. Or could you, would you uh, do something like yeah, that? I mean, if it... it Let's put it this way. The thought is there. Sometimes you have to resist the impulse, though, like, you know, but, you know, I mean, if the option's there, I mean, sleeveless is never, never a bad look. What about sure. that? You know what? Now that you're uh, we're getting into this, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here. But let's say you get that bust. Have you considered will or, or have the clay makers or whatever? Are you going to be mulleted? And would you be the first mullet in Canton? I don't know if I would be the first mullet in Canton. But there's no way that the bust will not have this amazing mm. sound. Boy, you know? that's great. I yeah. think Jerry Jones had a mullet when he was in. No, he didn't. I'll have to go <laughs> Bob back. Bob Greasy did. Yeah, I think Bob Greasy. Right. Bob Jerry, Greasy Jerry Jones had a Muppet. He was, he was a Muppet. <laughs> Muppet. Okay. I got my uh, letters mixed up. Uh, yeah, we were talking about all the coaching changes and everything. Your former team, the Vikings, parted ways with uh, Mike Zimmer. And we saw you posted on Vikings Instagram about, I think it was a week ago, still yeah. awaiting my interview. Y'all have my contact info. Have they reached out within that week? This seems like a natural fit. No, and I was dead serious too, and that's so part of the reason I was, I was, you know, I, I was talking with my agent and my, my wife. My wife was like, when uh, when when she was like, "Would you seriously?" I was like, "Absolutely." I go, "The only reason Minnesota makes sense because it's the only place I could probably get away with it." You know, not having having coaching experience, right? You know, where the fans would actually be okay with that hire. Um, I was dead serious, so I mean, but when Rick got let go, it broke my heart. I was like, if Rick was still there, Rick's my guy. I might have a shot at it. But I mm-hmm. doubt a new GM is going to take a roll the dice on a new on a new uh, first time head coach. Um, but I, you know, Ed Reed I think said it perfect when he tweeted like, "Let's quit rotating the same." Like I think he might have said same bad coaches, but the same carousel of coaching. Mm-hmm. That's what you see, and you look at the teams that are having success, right? And you see the teams that are having success. Um, a lot of it is is ex players, right? You see, you know, I think I've been hearing a lot about Gerard Mayo. You know, he's having success as coach. You see, Vrabel's having success although they haven't had the playoff success they wanted over here. Mm-hmm. because and I think it's because there's a connectivity between them and the locker room. So many times there's a disconnect between the coaching staff, the GM, and the locker room, and people forget that players win games. Coaches are smart. You can do all the X and O's at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, it's individual matchups. It's like fights, right? Styles make fights. Matchups make games. And, and players win games. And you look what you know, Brady, Brady pretty much has four rands down there and, uh, and you need a great quarterback too. Right. But you know, you look at the, the teams that are having success and it's because they have dominant players and they have good coaches that, that manage them well and create successful environments and, and create that model of success, but it's player driven. So it's let me true. ask you this potential coach, Allen, mm-hmm. what would you have done in the, in the AFC uh, divisional round game differently defensively, oh, if anything broke my heart because those are two of my old coaches. I had Frazier in Minnesota, obviously, and I had McDermott, phenomenal defensive of, of coordinators, phenomenal coaches, right? 
but you are out of your mind to be running a a soft privet guarding the uh, sidelines. They have timeouts. There's no need to guard the sidelines. Hey, I would have squib kicked it like everybody else said, right? Uh, and even if you don't say, take the squib kick out, so now you don't even have a chance of a return. I mean, you could have. I mean, you literally could have just had the safeties play deep over the top. You could have went just cover three deep, but at least that you're underneath guys. You know, even press up or anything because the sideline doesn't hurt you there. They have timeouts. You just right. cannot allow free releases up the seam, you know, for 20 yard chunk plays when you got a kicker that, you know, can bang at 60 yards. But wait a second. Oh, wait okay, a second. Coach Cowboy 69 about that. Let me, I want to, I want to go a little bit deeper on that one. Isn't it owed to them being scared of Tyreek Hill? Isn't it? Doesn't it come down to that, that they didn't want to have what just happened to them with Tyreek Hill running by the entire defense. And that's what spooked them. And that's let's, why let, they let, so let's talk about, well, let's just talk about the crappy angle. That, I mean, you know, you already had you had someone chasing Tyreek from the inside, and it was either safety or corner. He took an inside cutoff. Like he should have, he should have just went to the sideline. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so yeah, that's the chance. But what are the odds of him? The odds of him banging an eighty yarder. You know what I mean? On you in that situation are are null, right? Mm. So the ball has a. There's no times. So he can't hold the ball to go deep. So it has to be a catch and run situation. Right, so you know they're coming out to catch and run. You cannot give them free releases. I would honestly, I would have ran press on the corners or put a cor- or bracketed them, bracket on them, and then played have one deep safety that's forty yards deep and just say absolutely nothing over the top. Yeah. But to play like it, I mean, they, they were in like a nickel, so it wasn't you know a four man rush or a dime. But you can see on the last play, you saw that you saw the corner with outside leverage, right? So we have the, we have we have a, we have a player recovers that way where. When you have when the time when a team has no timeouts, you're protecting the sidelines, right? Because you're you're trying to prevent the, the deep outs or the you know, give them the give them the dig, give them you know, give them the out. Who cares? You're you're trying to protect against yardage in this situation. You know, I mean, you don't really care. Times times on your side. So I would I would actually you know had my safeties deep, but I would have just done something to disrupt mm-hmm. the timing because the longer he has to hold the ball too, mm-hmm. then at least you're, you're you're just eating that clock. That's. When I saw when I saw the guy when I saw them let him free release up the seam, and the corner was sticking to the outside pressure to the back to the sidelines, I was just like, "No!" <laughs> <laughs> then again, I'm not a fan of prevent defense. So, but all right, so Coach Allen, I want to ask Player Allen a question now. Yes, because my podcast partner TJ Hushmanzada suggested that he would have taken all the defensive linemen out of the game. And on that, for the last 13 seconds, Sal agreed with him. He said, no D linemen. I'm putting in linebackers and corners. Somebody can go out there and make a tackle. Now, you talk about how player coaches, or, you know, coaches who are, were players have a better connection to the locker room. Yeah. How do you take that? You know, you're, you're going to have a yellow jacket eventually. How do you take coming out of the game in the playoffs on a game decided I would, what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't go like Sands defensive linemen, right? I put probably my one or two edge rushers in, leave them. But I, I, there's no, I mean, again, if, if you have Mahomes, right, if he's scrambling up the middle, game's over, right? right. So yeah, I probably would have, I probably would have taken out and just, you know, I, I, I totally see what he's saying about you can remove the D tackle, one D tackle. I heard people say, why are they rushing four? They should rush three. Um, you know, especially in that instance, you're, you're right. Your rush isn't really going to do much, right? You're just kind of giving them a presence. Or you could, or you could literally, fake rush drop back you know but yes in rushing that situation the ball has to come out quick i'm not against it but well i mean here, here's why it, though was your coach called you to the sideline would you not be like what the hell is going on here? <laughs> yeah you're pissed off but in that situation as a player you have to know the game too you have to know he's he doesn't have the time to go deep 
Right. If he sits back there and passes the ball and goes deep, now I mean that's a hail mary jump jump ball, right? If they catch it, I guess it sucks. So that's why I say you know maybe I keep one or two rushers just to keep it honest and try to keep it on time. But that situation, they are trying to get the ball. They're trying to get whatever the defense will give them chunk wise and get down. So. As a player, I'm not I'm not pissed because my ultimate goal is to win the game, right? Well, it's a rare situation. Here, here's why I agree with uh, TJ about yep. rushing zero because it's not a hail mary situation. He's not no. throwing a hail mary from the twenty. It's got to right? come out quick, he, and he's got to get it off in like four seconds. So who cares if you rush zero? Just get all tacklers on the field there. It just well, it, it, it was we, such a rare rare thing that was well, going you, on you there. You just don't want to allow what happened. Like the worst thing that could have happened could have happened, right? Right. Is sure. You get a free fifteen yard release up the seam. Mm-hmm. You back to back, you just picked up 40, 50 yards in a matter of, you know, seconds and you yeah. have a kicker and you have a kicker that can kick the ball 60 yards. Right. So absolutely. You're underneath. That's why I was saying you're underneath coverage, whether it's, you know, no rush, whoever you're underneath coverage, people are going to be, they need to play aggressive to their guys and disrupt that. So there's no run after catch. There's no, you know, that you can lay on them. You can, you know, eat a few seconds here or there, but yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't have been opposed to that as a player. You have to understand the situation and, and be honest. If you don't have a sack or if you don't have the numbers you you want at that point, I mean, let's be honest. You just scored with 13 seconds left to give yourself a chance to win the game. Yeah. Just just win the game. Is that Chief Stadium the toughest to play in? Is it the loudest? I know you played in Minnesota with that Jallahorn, and I did a, a pregame Thursday night comedy bit on the Jallahorn, how loud it is. And then I watched the game. It's like, oh, my God, they play that thing 75 times a game. Uh, if you're just a neutral player without a uniform, what's the last place you want to go to play? Uh, Chiefs is Chiefs is one of them right there. You know, the Metro Dome was insanely loud. Obviously, didn't play at the new new facility. Um, but from an outdoor stadium, there's hands down nothing louder. I mean, that that is an insane environment to play um, with the in the Chiefs Stadium. So yeah, I mean that 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 to me was just. I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, what if they what if you got what if it were the Vikings and Chiefs in a Super Bowl? Who does 69 root for? Oh, Vikings. Vikings. Okay, let me ask you this then, as a vac- a Vikings faithful guy. What do you make of? I I know you talked about this whatever 10, 15 years ago when Brett Favre went from the Packers to the Vikings. I find it, I get the desperation if you're a Minnesota fan. We want to see a Lombardi already and we'll do anything to get it, even trade in our dignity. To, to, to watch a guy who tormented us for a decade and a half. Now we'll cheer for him. That feels dirty to me. What do you think about what if Aaron Rodgers says, you know where I'd most like to go just to stick it to Guten Kunst and company. I want to go to Minnesota, just like Favre did. Do you as a Vikings guy, if you're GM uh, Cowboy 69, do you say, please come on over 12. We want you here. You know what? It depends on what the pieces are, right? I don't know that I don't know that Minnesota has the pieces to be contending at that level right away. Right. Aaron's going to make a great deal. They're make you a great deal better, but you're talking about a, maybe a two, three year fix max. Right. I mean, right. this is, you remember he's 16 years in, is he 16 or 15? He's, he's right in that range. Right. Yep. So you got to, you got to assume that, you know, that's a two. So it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Cause then like for us to bring Favre in made sense because we literally were a quarterback away. I mean, all of our defense was in our prime. We had AD. We had a you know great offensive line. Um, so, but do, do you take them as a player? You get a chance to have a franchise quarterback at that caliber. You take it. It was just, dirty. It was dirty. Sixty nine. Yeah. It wasn't but right you know to bring in four. It wasn't right. Sixty nine. Right. But I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm trying to win a ring, right? So you do whatever you do whatever it takes to win a ring. 
And if, and if sometimes, you know, they say, keep your friends close and your enemies close. Sometimes you got to dance with the devil. <laughs> you know, maybe it should be exactly like Favre did. He should, Roger should have to go to the Jets for a year and suffer that way. And then, <laughs> yeah, right? That'll humble anybody. Right, right exactly. Way, hands down, best, best, I mean, most, I shouldn't say best, most loyal fans have got to be Lions fans and Jets fans because they have been on the losing end of everything. Yeah, right. Like it's rough. Uh, and, they, and they stick with it. I, I would, I would, I would have bailed on that, on that franchise years ago. Hey, I want to talk about the sack record. You had seven straight seasons with uh, double-digit sacks, I believe. You had 22 in 2011, just a half away from tying the record. And you didn't think this record would ever be broken, right? Uh, you know what? I, I still don't know that it does. It's mm. so many things have to line up for it to happen. Uh, now with 17 games, that's a different – I mean, right. that's a different thing. Now you're talking about a, a potential – I mean, you already have to have multiple big sack games to get to that number in a 16-game season. So if you're on one of those runs and you can throw another two, three sack game in there, it, it has potential. But in my opinion, it would be asterisk because, you know, look what, what potentially Gastineau could have done, I could have done, Strahan could have done, hmm. um, Justin Houston could have done if they had one more game. It is also easier to double team an edge rusher than it would be to double team like a Cooper Cup, wouldn't right? So you got that working against you. Yeah, I mean, very true. I mean, well, I mean, you could bracket Cooper Cup again. I'm pretty sure uh, Tampa Bay was really wishing they yeah. wouldn't have let that one. Right. <laughs> so, that was bad. Again, I don't, know, I don't know why you zero blitz in that situation, but hey, ball's already going to come out quick. I think you had a sack taken away from you in 2011, right? I did actually against Aaron Rodgers. Um, oh boy. So they gave it to me and they called it a team sack the following Wednesday. Very similar to uh, what happened with uh, TJ Watt. Aaron took the snap, stepped up in the pocket, ran into the tackle, dropped the ball, picked mm. it up, rolled out. I tackle him sack, right? He can still throw the ball. Uh, they called it a, they called it a muff. And um, those now go to, those now go to, uh, was our team sack, which I don't know what the heck a team sack is. Uh, but back in the day, it used to be no matter what, ball over the head, quarterback falls down, whoever's the first one to touch him, right. that's a sack. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, we also had Johnny Knoxville on this week. He's got Jackass oh, Forever God. coming out. I know he's one of your my favorites. God. You were in the last movie, Jackass 3D. You absolutely leveled him. Was that is that in your top 10 favorite sacks? I mean, I feel like that could be on your Canton consideration video. I think we have it here, too. Yeah, for sure. You know what I was most disappointed about that was? It was really muddy, that field that day. I, and my goal was I wanted to just absolutely like bull rush uh, Preston on his neck and then sack Knoxville. <laughs> right. But I was so worried. I'm like, if I try this and slip, I'm going to look like a jackass on TV. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just went ahead. We just went ahead and played it safe, came around the edge and touched the smash. But yeah, I hit him really hard. Um, I found out later he separated the sternum or something on that. Um, but... <laughs> Toughest human beings I've ever, and that was freelance. So we were, we were the, the, the one where I was coming, where he was coming across the middle, catching a pass. You know, we did that a few times. He kept, he kept like tensing up. And I tried to tell him, I was like, if you just, if you just, you know, don't tense up and you just allow this to happen. Right. Look, but they gave me this helmet from like big five, which I could literally bend with my hand. <laughs> so I got my PR, she's like, you better be careful. Like if you get if you get a concussion or a jackass 3D, you're probably gonna owe the Vikings some money, you know? Right. Um, so we, when we got done doing that, he was already like, "Oh my gosh, this sucks." And I was like, "Well, if you want to know what I, I'm not a linebacker, so if you want to know what I really do, drop back and try to throw a pass." And they were like, "Absolutely." And uh, yeah, we broke his we broke his back of his neck. They were pretty good, but 
There Great you know. dudes, tough as nails. Uh, I've stayed, I've stayed, uh, I've stayed in contact with them forever. They've been great supporters of my foundation. Yeah. Uh, one of those, one of those classic "Don't judge a book by its cover" type type of people, man. Such good hearts. They were. And awesome. he wore sixty nine, and you wore seventy. Let Let's play it here. Um, <laughs> we got to. Uh, yeah, you took. Now, did the NFL take this sack away from you? They didn't count this either. Yeah, because but. yeah, because I celebrated with my knee on the ground. You oh, know, I uh, see. <laughs> well, that's that's the pre uh, thing there. We're going through this all. Yeah. Um, interesting. All right. We'll get it up. Uh, OK, I right. have a question here for you off of exhibition style sacks. This was an exhibition. And and uh, well, here, let's take a look at this. Yeah, let's ready look. to roll here. It's a great first step, though, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. You told him your advice was to not tense up because I did a bit with uh, Knoxville where he was to punch me in the nuts. And that's exactly it. And and that's the advice he gave me. Like, don't tense up. I'm like, all right, well, I only got two of these. Uh, I wasn't done having kids at the time. But, yeah, look at that. That's a great hit. Oh, they threw the flag. <laughs> Boy, you really could have set football players back quite a bit if you would have gotten owned. If if, if you would have gotten blocked and didn't get here before the ball got released, (laughs) it would have been like, well, what the hell? I know. So my buddy was with me. He's like, he's like, dude, you got it. He's like, you totally got to run over Preston, right? And I was like, like, man, we this field is sopping wet and muddy. I'm like, if I slip and fall, this is not going to be good. You know that'll make it in. The field does look shitty. Yeah. What happens? Oh, what happens though? Now oh, with this right. Pro Bowl, now more guys every year. It's like it becomes, <laughs> it, it gets laid bare more and more. Who gives a crap about this game? Why would you possibly, in a collision sport, even though no one really hits each other at this point, why would you go out there and risk injury like yeah, that? Yeah, it, it, it's you know what it's. I mean. It started changing kind of towards the end of my career. I'll never forget. I was at one Pro Bowl and literally the fifth alternate at a position made a Pro Bowl. Um, when I first when I first came in and, and and obviously sounding old, but even prior to that, like that fourth quarter was still competitive, right? It was hmm. competitive enough because guys wanted to pay their uh, their bar tabs for the week and hotel bills, right? Um, so I just I just think now when they moved, I think what the real opposite was when they put it before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You basically said it's it's not important, right? Because guys used to play the Super Bowl right. and then come over to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So there were, it was still about the players, and there was still kind of a sense of pride about being there and, and earning that right to come across the water to Hawaii and, and all that fun stuff. I think when that happens, when they put it to the the week before, you know, they tried to bring it stateside. It just it just felt like it was a it was a gap filler, you know. Right. They You're already going to have all these alternates now playing because the Super Bowl guys can't be there. So I think guys started saying, well, if the league's not going to take it serious, I'm not going to take it. You know, why am I going to show up? I have a better Uh, way. I have a better way. 69. This is what do you think about this as a player? I say get rid of this jive. No one cares about it. And instead, the two worst teams play each other with the number one pick on the line. The winner getting you played on that same bum field where you sacked Johnny Knoxville. (laughs) And I've talked to a lot of players and they say the NFLPA would never sign off on this. Who wants to go play in an embarrassing game like this? Well, you pay them. That's why. Same thing as the Pro Bowl. You pay them to be a part of it. And wouldn't that be the greatest game? People say, who would care to watch the Jaguars play the Texans or whoever it would be? Like, everybody. That's who would want to watch it. We only have a couple games left to watch before we go into the desert without football. We would all, yeah. Wouldn't this be the best game? What, what, what's the downside of this? Well, the downside is it's the two worst teams playing, right? So you're like, well, tight. And then the upside is it's really only the people that, you know, legitimately want the number one seed. Not everybody wants the number one seed. So now mm-hmm. are people, you know, are they going to lose on purpose? 
you know, put themselves in a better trade bracket. Who knows? Also, uh, likely both coaching staffs are decimated. Yeah, they've yeah, all been fired. fired. Yeah, probably, probably got the equipment guy. You know, self coach. <laughs> yeah, no, overcome hey, adversity. Just, that's what. That's yeah. all we ever hear from you guys. Is got to overcome about the guys in this locker room. No one believes in us. All that stuff. That's the other that. crap. See, that's the other crap as a coach that I would just tell guys like, listen, be authentic. Don't have to be. You know, it doesn't have to be a full conversation with the media. But this whole, let's give it 110%, you know, mm. go out there, give it 110%. I, <laughs> let's just, sometimes it's refreshing to hear people say what's actually on their mind. They can't know? help themselves. They've been saying the same yeah. stuff for 30 it, years. Oh, right? dude, it's yeah. ingrained yeah. in your head to right. just like, you know, I got all the respect to the world for this. I'm like, no, you don't. No, right. you don't. You know what? You want to you win. Like someone asked me one time, they said, you know, do you want your opponent to be at their best when you play them? I said, absolutely not. Like if I had to fight Mike Tyson, <laughs> I hope he has the flu. Right. Uh, I hope he has Mono. shoulder surgery <laughs> and I'm going to fight him the hardest I can. And I'm going to tell everybody I won. Yeah. <laughs> it's about winning. Jared, what type of game is harder to win? We just talked all about how football games are incredibly hard to win. Lost one in 13 seconds last week. Or is it curling? Because I've watched curling, oh, and I have yeah. no idea how it works. Yes. Uh, so I don't know how to win or lose that game. Man, that's uh, I, curling. Curling's tough to win because there's so much strategy, and I mean, literally, little mistakes can make it. Um, that's that's a tough. That's a heck of a question. I'd have to think about that. Probably curling is. I mean, it's not like football too. I mean, you can lose bad quickly too. So I probably, mm-hmm. honestly, probably curling because the chances of the chance of a blowout are a lot harder in curling than it is to, uh, you can slowly stack, you can slowly stack points, but I mean, you scoring your first three possessions at a football game, you're up, you know, two, two possessions when, you know, you got a pretty solid chance. You can, you can change the way football teams have to play quicker. I should say we're curling. You kind of, it can be way more methodical unless you just give up a five, you know, five or six points on one end, which is very rare. Uh, then you just quit. Girl, you have a lot of money. What about when you drop the spear thing when you sit up in a tree and you do that jive? That that that's that you. When's the last time you did that weirdo move? I, uh, I, that's 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 the last time I've speared anything. Uh, I haven't been <laughs> an opportunity to spear anything. Uh, I took my pops elk hunting this last November. That was fun. We went out to Montana, did some elk hunting and some whitetail hunting. Um, and uh, my poor dad, I'll give him credit. We we hunted him like he was. Like he was Vietnam. I tell you what, he was crawling up and over barbed wire, nice. <laughs> belly crawling, hiking all day up and down mountains. And he was just uh, 67 uh, years old, just dealing with it. I love it. <laughs> Jared, before you go, give us your winners. Who takes it? Who, who's meeting up in the Super Bowl this year? Oh, you know what? I, I honestly think it's probably going to be Kansas City 49ers again. Mm. Uh, it would be cool to see. Uh, it'd be cool to see two new teams. It'd be cool to see the Bengals get there just because they haven't done anything in like 40 years. Um, and then I don't know. I just, I don't know. The Rams, you know, it's hard to cheer for uh, an ex Lions player. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the big Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald's an absolute monster. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I just think the Niners kind of have their, their, their buddy. They beat them twice this year, I think. They, they? Kinda, they beat them six in a row. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, you know, that, that weighs on their mind, whether they like it or not. Big mm-hmm. game. No one expects the Niners to win. Uh, so Niners, probably Niners Chiefs again. All right. I thank you for coming on. I kind of agree there. Uh, you know, I, t- t- tell us about this foundation. You brought it up before. Oh yeah. So what we do, I've been doing it since 09. We build homes for wounded uh, vets all across America. 
Um, Good man. And, and Jared Allen's homes for Winter Warriors. And so we build handicap accessible homes uh, specifically to the needs of the injured vets coming home from Iraq and Afghanistan. So we just gave away our 24th home uh, a couple months ago right before Christmas. And you got, I think, like six more projects going. So just, just cranking away. Good for you. Good for you. All right, Jared Allen, you heard him. He challenged Mike Tyson. We're going to try to make that happen. He wants to fight Mike Tyson. That happens. No, no, ideal no, conditions, no, but only if Tyson is sick, right? Yes, yeah, sick. And if we can possibly, broadcast it, possibly, so everybody knows. Butchers, huge yeah. Tyson fan, by the way. I never got to meet. Guy never got to meet. Drunk yeah, has COVID on it. On his period, all of it. No one outside <laughs> the tree you're sitting up in believes in you, Jared Allen. That's my point. But when people say I want my opponent at their best, that's not a winning mentality. I will do anything I can. <laughs> and if the start, and if they're at their worst, I'll take. <laughs> this was great. All right, Jared. Thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Take care, guys. Take care, man. Uh, he's fun. I just want to know what he did this morning. Like, what I, do you mean? I'm fasting. Like, if you wear a cowboy hat, unironically. You know, just on regular, like you probably got up and like he looks like he's had, had a full day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what did he? He probably got up, had to make sure that, you know, clean the chicken coop, and yeah, go yeah. into town and get feed and come back right. and chop down trees. Like he probably builds those houses himself. Babyface, uh, yeah, you're right. It really just just uh, it probably has a hammer in his back pocket. Babyface, what are you saying here? Oh, I was saying to Eddie that. He's like one family tree away from being one of the Murphys. And Eddie told me uh, that was one of his favorite guys growing up. Oh, I didn't know that. You could have jumped on and said hi, Spaghetti. I, I, I've had enough incidents with uh, former <laughs> NFL players. So I didn't want to change uh, bet my luck on this one. But I did have a, an Allen Vikings jersey in both colors. And he used to sell T-shirts. that had the number 69 with his mullet on that I wore to school like every wow. day. I was a huge Jared Allen fan. All right, Babyface will buy that T-shirt off you for $350, so it didn't go to waste. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll get into our conference championship picks. All right, Chiefs at home, as we know, 7.5-point favorite, 54.5 is the over-under against the Bengals. I'm taking this has not happened to me in a long time with these championship games where I like the favorite to win, but the underdog to cover usually is like, ah, they're going to crush them. They're home, whatever. But that's the case here. I like Cincinnati to keep it close. I like Cincinnati in the first half. I think KC gets off to a slow start. Everyone's expecting like fireworks out of Mahomes every single game like we saw last week against the Bills. That combined with the fact that, hey, you know what? Kansas City's. Defense didn't look too great. They're secondary. I know uh, Tyron Matthews should should be back. See what kind of form he's in. But I think it's close-ish. They got off to a slow start offensively against your Steelers, Shaq. You remember that. I think it's about the same thing. Maybe a 10-0 lead for the Bengals. Tied at 10-10. They win the game 28-22. I would go Casey in the under on a teaser gun to my head and i'm gonna do it you don't even have to put a gun to my head but i'm taking cincinnati plus seven and a half check which way you're going here i'm taking the Bengals um and the points here i think uh you know some rudimentary x and o in here i assume that zach taylor and company would like to run the ball as much as they possibly could in the first half with mixon i think he is a a, a key element in doing that until he isn't. If the game starts to, if Mahomes starts to score on just about every drive, then they're obviously going to have to get into shootout mode. But I think that there is a chance, to your point about the under, that that Cincy, as long as they can get off with with Mixon and company, I think they're going to obviously try to do that. Either way, 
I'm going to avoid the total on this one. It's too easy to jump on that lofty point total and assume right. that it's going to be a sequel to last week. I, I mean, that's where my head is, is that it is going to be a shootout. But I'm spooked by totals at this point. I'm going straight uh, spread here. I'm taking the Bengals and the points. I think they can hang with them sufficiently to at least cover that number. You know, uh, Mark, before you give your pick, so obviously nine sacks. You, you got to avoid that. You, you can't keep doing that and win games, but... Chiefs put up zero against the Bengals when they met, what, three weeks ago? Was that game three weeks ago? Whatever it was. Um, only two against the against the Raiders. That seems to be the average. I know he got sacked 51 times in the regular season, but this Joe Burrow, and Sheck, I know you've been screaming about him forever. As an underdog, last five, four and one, four and one against the spread also, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions. When trailing in the last five, Eight touchdowns, no interception, passer rating 146.8. There's a lot to love about this Bengals plus seven and a half, and especially mm-hmm. that it's seven and a half now, and yep. a potential backdoor cover if you do think the Chiefs are going to be up double digits. What are you going with, Martin? Well, I'm, I'm taking the Bengals, and I'm taking the points, and I think they have a good chance to win. I think, mm-hmm. first of all, it starts last week, where I think the better team lost uh, 13 seconds left. I think the Buffalo Bills were the better team than Kansas City for most of the year, honestly. But, mm. but when you look at Joe Burrow, and like you said, like, like Dave was alluding to it earlier uh, on minus three, he's like the least likely to shit the bed, right? When you look at those numbers, the one you just read off, I don't know if there's a better quantifier of what, you know, when they say a guy has it. Like, mm-hmm. that right there sounds like it. Like, if you were to quantify all those numbers, when you're down, touchdown. Comebacks. All, yeah. Yeah. And how many times have you seen a guy get sacked nine times in a game, period, stop? And, like, that just doesn't happen. And then mm-hmm. the idea is he's going to get sacked nine times in the same game, and he didnn't fumble once. He's, he just ate it and got up every time and just kept going back. Right. I don't think that the Kansas City defensive line is going to have the type of impact that Jeffrey Simmons did. And the thing about Kansas City, so I feel like they blitz all the time and leave their corners just on one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Just, just, they, just is what they do. And if they do that, then Joe Burrow is going to pick them apart offensively. It's really a question of can the Cincinnati defense – you know, obviously, and that's the biggest question, but they did well against Mahomes. I mean, they did well against Hill and Kelsey on the first matchup. I know Kelsey was fresh off COVID, but I really think that Cincinnati on the skill position offense, like after quarterback, Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, I think Cincinnati has a better, like mm. all their ulterior pieces offensively are better, sub the offensive line, of course, but like Tyler Boyd, uh, uh, T. Higgins, Higgins like, yep. like, I think Kansas, since they's better running back, slot receiver, third receiver, yeah, I think they have a really good shot to win this Definitely game. Definitely running back. Yeah, I do think there's something to that late, that that slow start. Really, like, you know, I mean, remember, Cincinnati won, and they were done Saturday, and Kansas City played the game of a lifetime on Sunday, and it might not have been, the hangover might not have ended until, like, yesterday, you know? Brittany Mahomes still spraying champagne all over the players and their wives. It's going to be interesting. Can I just say one more thing about the squib kick? I know we brought it up with Jared Allen. I think we could put it to rest. I mean, yes, should they have squib kept? Okay, yes. But when you look at numbers there, Martin, we talked about it. 99.1% chance of winning if you kick it through the end zone, they take over from the 25. And then what is it if you squib kick? 99.7, 99. right. 99.8. Like, let's get rid Let's, uh, all right, oh, your kid got COVID. Was he... 
Was he wearing a mask when he swam in the ocean the other day? I mean, because that could have really, like, I don't know. I don't want to get political, but what are we talking about here? I, don't, I just had to get that off my chest. Shaq Rams. Well, well by the way, but yeah, yeah I think yeah. Uh, just back to that point, right. Yeah. The way you, uh, uh, of course, the Chiefs pass rush, and I, I, I maybe misheard you. They got, uh, the Chiefs got Burrow four times in there uh, when, when they played in Queen City. They did? What did I, what did I say? Sure I thought got, it was I'm zero. pretty sure they got was it? Uh, four times, yeah. Um, I'm good I for could, reading wrong stats out. I'm, I'm not, I don't pay too much. <laughs> I mean, but you know, again, yeah. rudimentary, but I mean, how, they do, would you, take how, four. Do, you, how do you they reduce them just unleashing the hounds as you run on them? So if the Bengals can do that you're not gonna be able to just uh yeah. you know have have chris jones and company get after him um I, it goes against what i've been pointing at for at least the last two and a half months the notion that the result will remain consistent when it's the same two teams playing each other the niners on the ramps mm. but i can work my way around my own premise here by saying that yes shanny owns mcveigh but that's six straight. But Matt Stafford only played in the last two. And in the second to most recent game, Odell Beckham had just gotten there. Robert Woods had just gone out. So they were an incomplete team at that point were the Rams when they went up there. And the Niners were in a spot where they had to have it. Then they come down in week 18. How much were the Rams worried about the Niners getting in and where they were slotted? I think the Rams wanted to win that game in SoFi in week 18. The Niners had to have it. McVay took his foot off the gas a little bit, and that was a, that was mm-hmm. a mistake. I just it, there a lot of my head says take the Niners in this one, but I'm gonna roll with the Rams here. All right. Um, I I do think it's a if they allow it to insinuate the, it, it into their brains what this would look like if you're the Rams, if you're Stafford or McVay or I guess less need for whatever his uh, emotions are going into this game. Imagine if you lose at home to your arch rival and they come into your joint two weeks later to play the Super Bowl in your home joint when Uh your entire premise of the season was, we don't care about 2022 or beyond. We're all about right now. Come on in, Von Miller and Odell and Matt Stafford and everybody else because we're playing for right now. Oop, we lost to Jimmy G. That's going to be rough. They better not let that curse is supposed to plague them. If they don't, they win. They play in the Super Bowl two weeks later in the same state. You know, Jeff Schwartz was on Fox Bet Live yesterday, and it will be on uh, today as well. And right before we go to air, he tells a little joke. I don't know. I didn't know he was a joke teller, this Jeff Schwartz. But uh, <laughs> he says uh, he was reading about how the league is worried about the, after many uh, 50 years, whatever, 55 years of a, a team never making it to the Super Bowl in their home stadium now it's become a thing right it's uh it could be two years in a row and it's like to prevent this always make the super bowl in dallas i didn't think that was funny i needed him to explain <laughs> that to me. i don't like that at all uh martin small underdogs in conference championships last 10 seven and three against the spread you biting I am taking the Rams for all the reasons that dave just said i mean th- literally if you want like hardcore betting analysis you know, you're not going to get it from me on this one because every single number says that you should bet on San Francisco. Like you can't, I can't even, you can't even generate a number to make it make sense for uh, for for the Rams. But the numbers that do make sense for me are the trades and acquisitions that they made in the off season and regular season to lead up to this moment right here, right now. This is the second, like. Just in general, it's hard to beat a team three times in a year. I know that from watching enough football. You hear that all the time. 
This mm-hmm. would be seven times in a row. And I understand that week 17, if you listen to the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, I said, that's going to be six times in a row. Yeah. But but I it just. 18. Yeah. But I do think this, though. The Rams, of of the teams that have are still alive in the playoffs, they have been the most impressive to me from regular season to postseason. Like, they flipped a switch, it seemed. And if Cam Akers doesn't, you know, Cam Akers doesn't fall on his head on the goal line, <laughs> Brady's, they, they beat Brady 35 to 14, right? So I, yeah. I just, they, they to me seem to be the best team playing since like December, and I, I, I like them. They the destroyed Arizona, obviously, on that Monday night playoff game. And then their first half against Tampa is like, oh my God, this is the most complete team. There's not a team remaining that has played this uh, good football for the last six quarters, six and a half quarters. And then they let, like you said, Akers fumble, let Tampa back in. I'll give you a pro uh, Rams trend if you want one, and it involves a uh, Shex team. Favorites facing division rivals in the conference championship since 2008. They all won. Every favorite. Steelers over the Ravens. Shaq, you remember that? They won by nine. I didn't watch the game. I heard, I heard some good. Yeah. <laughs> Packers beat the Bears by seven in 2010. Was that, I, I think that was in Chicago. The That's weird the B.J. Raji game, right? Right, right, right. That was that. Could have been Caleb that? Haney as your starting quarterback Jesus in the Christ. Super Bowl if they would have won that game. I'm, hold on a second. That was 2010. That was, I mean, that Jackass three, 2010. What? What are we doing here? Where's the time going, Jack? Seahawks. I remember, I remember watching that. I watched that game in my college uh, apartment. Yeah. I was, With all I, due respect. On a 14-inch TV. I was long out of college. 14-inch yeah. <laughs> TV? What was it, 1974 in your uh, college dorm? It's a 14-inch screen. Yeah, um, it was like a, yeah very small. Uh, with all due respect, uh, Sal. Seahawks, let me just I, complete those, that. Those Seahawks are the, beat those the Those are the craziest numbers in the world. How could those possibly yeah. matter? How could those numbers possibly apply here? I don't know. The team that's supposed to win in the division championship uh, the, the, between division rivals and conference. Uh, no, I get it. I get it. I'm just trying to find a pro. Uh, Martin's right. It's not easy to find a pro. I like life. it. And here's even worse for you. I'm going to go against what me and Marty just said before you announce yours here, Sal. Yeah. Is I think the big one, one of the emptiest cliches in sports is like, Hey, it's it, yeah. Cause you hear it all the time in college basketball, in the conference tournaments and everything mm-hmm. else. Once one team beats the, their conference, uh, it wins twice in the conference. And then they yeah. play the, the third game. And they always say like, it's hard to beat the same team three times in a row. It's way harder to, to lose the first two and then somehow think, Oh yeah, well, this time will be different. They right. have your number. They, they beat you all the time. You're not flipping a coin. It's not like, well, the odds are that you're going to win one at some point. No, you're not. You're there, yeah. there, there is no indication you are because they keep beating you. You should, uh, you should accept the results at this point. I think Taking they do the have their number and I'm taking the 49ers plus three and a half. I what? like that. It went to three and a half. Uh, and it's, uh, well, first of all, I want them to go as far as they can. So I could say the Cowboys were the second best team in football, right? So of course I'm going to root for the 49ers the rest of the way. <laughs> That's how my 12 year old mind works. But also I've watched this pass rush. And uh, by the way, you ever notice Collinsworth can't say pass rush? He says pass, pass rush. Yeah, pass he, rush. Has a, he has he has ages to 
Do you see yeah. the double S's? They he struggles. Look for it. It's great. Pass yeah. rush. Oh, this pass rush. But these Bengals get to the Super Bowl. A lot of fun for me. I'm, I'm excited. I played. Dude. You know, I played for for the Bengals. Oh, come on. The highest rated Super Bowl of all time. Five sacks a game for the 49ers. Ten quarterback hits a game in the postseason. Pressure rated. They're in there a third of the time. Twenty nine percent. Um, all best by any team in the last three postseasons. I like this 49ers defense. I think Jimmy G, by the way, Jimmy G, 106 passer rating against this Rams team. And they're going to keep it close. They're going to run down their throat. And it, uh, well, I'm going to get to a, a surprise ending uh, in this game. But I do think the 49ers win. Hey, uh, NFC Championship, Martin, 12-3-1 the overs hit in the last 16 games. So that's something else uh, to consider. Did you guys check a look? Uh, check a look. Did you take a look and check a look at the FanDuel props, the specials on FanDuel? Chris Collinsworth can't oh, say. Man. Chris Collinsworth can't say. We I gotta can't get, get Chris Collinsworth this. come on here to roast old salads. I was having some trouble. All right, Al, this FanDuel pass rush is really <laughs> superb. Uh, Martin, did you pick one? Superb. I did. It's it's not it's not sexy by any means. Go ahead. But any team to have a successful two point conversion. Plus 110, you get it at plus odds. Yeah. With the way that these teams are going, especially the offensive minds, I, I could easily see at least, yeah, Rams, Bengals, and Chiefs all seem to be teams that would go for two with no hesitation whatsoever at any point in the game. And then, you know, I think the 49ers would if dictate, you know, if a situation dictated. But I think you have a good shot at that one. At I mentioned this on Against All Odds. I like it, too. I like the yes. You're going against the grain a little, or we both are. It, only three of the ten playoff games have uh, um, yielded a successful two-point conversion. But I do think the scores could get out of whack such that they are going to attack. I don't know. It's just a whim here. All right, check. What do you like? By the way, the other thing I want to say about the Niners, too, is they're beaten up and they just played in frozen conditions and it was an emotional victory and all that mm. sort of stuff. They're probably a little more beaten up than are the Rams. Um, the prop they were beat like up it. going into Green Bay, too. I love that uh, that that analysis. And then I, I leaned on it and it lost. But go ahead. Um, the one I like is all four QBs thrown for over 250. Now, mm. if a guy gets banged and uh, has to go out, this this bet is over for you. Um, Jimmy G feels like the potential weak link here. I don't think you have to worry that much um, about it. I think 250 is pretty pedestrian stuff in um, the year of the Lord 2022. Plus 550 is the payout on that. Really? That's a fun one. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that oh, wow. crazy? I didn't see that. That's pretty good. Burrow, Mahomes, Stafford, and Jimmy G. Plus, yeah, wow. All right, that is a good one. That's better than mine. Yeah, you should be able to do that. So Jimmy G is the one, right? That's the one that uh, they're counting on going I think on the guy there. most like, in, in fact, I have the same level of concern about Stafford. Because if they can run it, but now all of a sudden the narrative is, well, we can't trust giving the ball to Cam Akers, so what do you do? I guess you give it to Sony Michelle if you have a lead in the second half, but... Um, he always seems to get there, the 250. He really does, uh, right. Stafford. Mm -hmm. I mean, you pencil and cup for 100 and, you know, Beckham for 60, 65. You got Higby and Jefferson there and some dump-off passes. He always seems to, to get there. Uh, all right, I'm playing a big one here. This is not going to win, but it's fun. Debo Samuel, Jamar Chase, Cam Akers, Elijah Mitchell. Any three will score two-plus touchdowns, 85-1, to one. right? We know what Chase can do. We know what he did um, – 
last time. We know what uh, Debo Samuel could get. Obviously, could run it in, pass, and then you just need one of the next two down low to be the uh, the workhorse there. Uh, easier said than done. Eighty-five to one, but that's my pick. All right, let us predict Cam, now. Go ahead. I was Cam Akers. He did get the uh, red zone touches last week. That's right. He also put them on the ground, but he did get red zone touches last week. Yep. Uh, all right. In honor of actually, spaghetti uh, brought us to the name of this title. So what do we call it? Because this title because we're we have um, we have the Royal Rumble Saturday. So we thought our extra point stone cold stunner of the weekend. This is a stunning prediction from each of us. Something we think that's going to happen, either a play, a stat, or a result. I'm going to start us off. I think a referee will make a bad call. I think it'll be <laughs> well. I'm going I'm to elaborate. <laughs> It's going to be an atrocious call, an offensive, a disgusting call that swings the outcome of the game. And that game is going to be the Rams 49ers and the Rams are going to be on the short end of this bad call. And Sean McVay, who already appears to be shot out of a cocaine cannon, is going to lose his mind and physically attack the official, kicking him or her in the nuts multiple times. Jackass forever style. That is my pick, my EP Stone Cold Stunner of the Weekend. Check. I could see that happening. I could see that Like, imagine when we're watching the video after the game and we just lay in your VO of what you described. Like, yeah. here. McVeigh kicking the referee now <laughs> in the junk. I um, love it. It's going to happen. Watch for it. Can you bet that on Fandle? You probably can't bet it, but go ahead. Well, you know McVeigh's going to lose the shirt. He takes that thing off at the oh. of a hat. He wants everybody to see he works out, so that makes mm-hmm. sense. I'm going to say, and this is a bold one here. The people in Arrowhead are once again get are are one once again gonna get soaked from above from that luxury box up high. Yeah, Mrs. Mahomes is gonna be raining down on them again with her tears of sorrow as the Cincinnati Bengals advance to the Super Bowl. Whoa, whoa, Martin! Stealing your thunder. I mean, he sure did. And he your sure pick. Did. <laughs> he did, and my pick. But you know what, though? That's fine. Because I was prepared for this moment, Sal, because you always expect the worst, but prepare for it. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, expect the best, but prepare for the worst. Yeah. So, what's going to happen this weekend, as Brittany and Jackson Mahomes are crying from their uh, suite, this is going to be the reason why. <laughs> Sad dancing, tears <laughs> flowing. <laughs> I sent Sal a video. I forgot to send it to you, Dave, of, of the dance, of the sad dancing on TikTok. It is a thing. And we yep. will see Jackson Mahomes doing a sad dance because this is this is Cincinnati defense. Forced two turnovers against the Las Vegas Raiders. Forced three turnovers against the Tennessee Titans. They will ha- intercept or force Patrick Mahomes to fumble at least twice. Nice. The Kansas City Chiefs, and specifically Mahomes, will have two turnovers in this game, and that is going to be the difference as to why the Cincinnati Bengals have more points when it's triple zeros on the clock. Wow. I think my, mine's more fun. Someone gets kicked in the nuts, but that's good, too. Bengals win. All right. Wow. Well, if one of these comes true, we're geniuses, right? We can claim... Uh, I, think, I think ours are more... Dave just picked a game and just... He, I mean, I get the buildup. It was very theatrical. And, mm-hmm. 
You think uh, you, 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 you think it. you think you don't think the cameras are going to be locked on her when if the Chiefs are losing that game in the final couple of minutes and just after they're not going to cut up to see what she's up to. She's got that champagne shield ready to go. And there's Jackson doing his sad dance like the <laughs> sorority girl crying as he tries. I got to do it. It's my job. It's my responsibility to dance. I have to do it. Britney's crying. We're any all chance? Crying. Any chance they don't give them tickets? Any any chance? <laughs> I'm sorry, we're out. We can't accommodate you, Babyface. What you have one too? Oh no, I, li- I like these guys' uh, predictions. I just think the Chiefs still, you know, come out hot. They run up a lead, but at halftime, Zach Taylor echoes the great Sam Weish, and he says, "You don't play in Cleveland. You play in Cincinnati." Oh. I'm out in the second half, and it's uh, yeah, who day? Welcome to the jungle, bombs away, and really, let's see what happens with Harry and Dave on Monday. That's that's the result I want. That's what everybody wants to see, right? Harry and Dave. Isn't Harry and Dave, don't they tell like uh That's a thing. They're like fruit oh, yeah. people. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, that's right. You're a fruit mm. person, too. That's right. And, really, and really Harry are. shaped like a watermelon. It's all coming together. <laughs> all right, NFL Conference Championships are here. FanDuel celebrating by hooking new customers up with 30 to 1 enhanced odds for Either conference championship game. Bet five to win $150 on any team to win either game. Oh, boy. I would have thought the Chiefs were the, the favorite to do this, right? I'd say get your free $150. But the, 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 the panel here thinks that Cincinnati is at least going to keep it close. And those two think they're going to win. So you're going to have a little your work cut out for you. Just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a deposit to claim your 30 to 1 enhanced odds. Simple. Easy to use app, generous promotions every day, safe and secure. When you win, you get paid in as little as two hours. And if you already have FanDuel Sportsbook, they're hooking customers up with $50 when you refer a friend. Plus, your friend will get $50 too. Don't miss your chance to win $150 on a $5 bet when you use promo code extra points. Signing up, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, use promo code extra points, pick your conference championship team before kickoff. I think we covered a lot today. That Jared Allen's terrific. We got to have him back, right? Oh, for sure. The great thing is, I know we only have three games left, and that's sad, but we are certain to get a pretty good Super Bowl, no matter what. That's the thing to keep in mind if you're an objective football fan. At least, no matter what happens, we don't have to endure a fortnight's worth of what does this do for Tom Brady's legacy that he's in the Super Bowl again as if there's something more he right. can do to impress us? So we, we, we avoid that tedious conversation. So we're already in the winner circle. Everybody. I love it. I love it. And if you really want to collect from being in the winner circle, go to Against All Odds. Listen, today we have props, sides, totals, all sorts of stuff on the uh, conference championship games. Minus three, Dave Spaghetti, Kevin Hench. Well, you got winners. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Sal. No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, it's funny. Like, he starts off with the devastating. We've all experienced devastating playoff losses. Have the Patriots really? I don't know. (laughs) I was thinking about that. Like, devastating losses. I don't know. But uh, Well, before Tom Brady was there, they did once lose uh, seven to six. Yeah, uh, yeah, in Three River Stadium against the Steelers. But you're we're talking. And I guess fifty six ten. I guess I guess the Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. I guess fifty five ten. One fifty five ten. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. No, no, no. That was. I'm sorry. That was uh, forty six to ten. The fifty five oh. ten is the uh, is uh, Montana over Elway. 
um, yeah, right. in, in, in NOLA there. But um, but yes, I mean, it really was. I, I obviously enjoy doing Minus 3. I was really looking forward to this particular uh-huh. episode, reviewing the Baseball Hall of Fame stuff and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and I was not disappointed. Neither will you. Get us in your ears for 90 minutes of, uh, of splendid conversation. And also don't miss out on Eddie Spaghetti predicting that uh, Dave was about to look silly for saying mm-hmm. that the Penguins were going to move past the blue shirts in the standings, and so they have now. Congratulations. <laughs> and they're that's not in it. first place because the Hurricanes are. But so they're ahead of the Rangers, and that's what I said. I said oh you're going to be done in first place. Points. This Guys, talk stop. About. Stop. You're both stupid. Stop. This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, lemon Pepper Parley, Martin and TJ. TJ, I think Martin, with the, you let him into it, and you, you uh, colored it up nicely. I think that's the take of the weekend, or the week. Just rush zero. Forget about the third. Forget about the squib. Let's focus on those 13 seconds and how that could have been avoided. They go over uh, last week's games. They predict. Uh, I mean, he's on cloud nine, TJ, with this Bengals he team, is. right? He is. He's very excited. He's very happy. Uh, I did. I did. After talking to him, I came up with this idea. Look out for Tyler Boyd props mm. in this mm. weekend. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Because after talking to him, he's like, you know, they're going to – he's not sitting – obviously nobody can sh- shut down Jamar Chase. At least it's, it's yet to be proven. So through, what, 19 weeks of his professional career. But the Kansas City Chiefs held digs to, like, what, three catches? And he was pretty much gone and silenced until that two-point conversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins might go off just – Jamar Chase oh, had 266 last time, so they're gonna. That's gonna be the focus of the defense. Tyler Boyd props. I'm with Van you. Jefferson. You, Me you and TJ at, cooked those up. Oh, the backup. Yeah, the uh, the, the yeah, the not not so much the stars you're saying. Yeah, I like. I have Higgins to score the first touchdown. Um, I think he has as many um, red zone targets as Jamar Chase, so that could be a so a value prop there. I mean, and boy, yeah. it is weird seeing Chase though. What what was his number for over? I think his receiving yards i don't we could go into this forever but chase's receiving yards are um it's like 77 or something right isn't that like it's it's something crazy and oh i'm sorry no it's 85 but coming off 266 and he just needs 85 you you really want to go over but i do think the supporting cast is uh higgins and boyd yeah i think gabe davis set an nfl record Mm-hmm. Last time out, catch for catching touchdowns. That's, yeah, as a, as a Bills secondary receiver, Boyd thirty nine and a half. That could be that could be nice and easy. You can maybe get that by the second quarter, Martin. All right, that's on the money grab feed along with waiver wire with Jen Piacenti and Eddie Spaghetti. They go over a lot of DFS action. Megan Fun of Sports is great, covered in glory. Check it all out on the Extra Points Podcast Network. A reminder to everyone out there: you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 